The ego is one of the biggest topics in spirituality. Every spiritual teacher has pretty much taught about it. The ego, in summation, is your self-concept. It's your singular identity that you call by your name. But the ego is in fact an amalgamation of all the things you identify with. The things you call I, me, or mine. Because we are born into a relationally dependent situation, where our survival depends upon being approved of by others, the only way for our self to survive is if people think we are being good. Keep in mind there is no clear distinction in the human mind between doing good and being good, doing bad and being bad. The single most important thing to the human ego is to see itself and to have others see it as good. This means that shame, seeing oneself as bad, or other people seeing you as bad, is the single biggest enemy to the human ego. For more about this, watch my videos titled The Number One Relationship Obstacle and How to Dissolve It and How to Overcome Shame. Because the single biggest attachment that the ego has is to seeing itself as good, the single biggest blind spot that we have is when we are being bad, usually when we're hurting other people. For the sake of this episode, I need you to suspend judgment about an objective idea of good or bad. I also need you to suspend the temptation to debate on the concept of good or bad in general, and instead simply consider human psychology regarding good or bad and how it relates to a person's ego. Your sense of what goodness and badness is is going to vary based on what family you grew up in and what culture you grew up in. So there's variability relative to what a human being defines as good or bad. For example, one family might see sexuality as a virtue and the other might see sexuality as a sin. One family or one social group may see self-centeredness and acting in one's own best interests as an absolutely necessary aspect of success and what defines somebody as strong. Another family or society might see self-centeredness as literally something which is worthy of condemnation, worthy of complete ostracization. So I want you to understand that your concept of good or bad has less to do with an objective morality rather than it does a subjective morality that you have been programmed with. You will subconsciously spend your life trying to avoid, get away from, exile from your being, anything that fits into the category of what you believe to be bad. You will simultaneously spend your life subconsciously doing anything you can to get closer to whatever you define as good. When you do this, your mind will actively avoid seeing these traits in yourself. Therefore, they will become subconscious. In order to avoid shame, you will cope by deflecting, denial, and reframing so you can believe yourself to be good. And this is when things get scary. We can spin anything to maintain our self-concept of goodness. We can spin anything so that we're the good guy. For example, a parent can whip the crap out of their child and believe that they are an amazing parent because they're raising such a self-disciplined child. A serial killer can chop somebody into bits and hide them in barrels in his apartment and convince himself that he's so virtuous because he's the one keeping them safe. A man can sleep with a prostitute, and he can tell himself that he's such a good guy for taking out his excess tension on this prostitute, because if he didn't, he'd go home and take it out on his wife. 
a person can shoot a politician and convince themselves that they're the savior because they're protecting everyone else from his policies. A terrorist can kill an entire group of people and convince himself that he is a hero based on the fact that those people that he just killed are the bad guys. A fan can turn into a hater of some celebrity and believe themselves to be virtuous and good for doing so because that celebrity is bad for X, Y, or Z reason. I need you to understand that every war that has ever been fought has been fought on the premise that we are okay in our killing of someone else or torturing of them or treating them in inhumane ways because it's justified because we're the good one and they're the bad one. The ultimate form of competition that takes place in an unaware ego is the I can make myself good by making you bad. As a result, we don't recognize or take responsibility for the things we are saying and doing and the way we're acting and the impact it's having on other people. As a result, we do not change. We make repair in our relationships impossible. We do not become aware enough to awaken and live accordingly. We add to the suffering on earth without awareness that we are even doing it. When we add to the suffering on the planet, but we are unaware of it, we condemn the world to more suffering. One of the most painful things that you can experience in this life is a parallel reality. That is that you can be in the same room with someone else physically, but you're occupying a completely different perception of reality. I went into this in depth in a prior video. But what we have to understand is that our need to see ourselves as good creates a blind spot for self-awareness that is quite literally big enough to accommodate these parallel realities. Now this type of parallel reality that's created by the absolute attachment to the idea of seeing oneself as good no matter what is the primary parallel reality that exists between parents and children. A parent, for example, can live in a reality where they're such a good parent because they're giving their child every opportunity. They're giving them anything they could ever want. They're sending them to the most exquisite and exclusive boarding schools. Now a child's reality can be that their parent is a freaking nightmare. Their parent constantly rejected them, never spent time with them, constantly held them up to standards that are completely not capable of meeting. This child lives in an emotional vacuum. These are two different realities that the parent lives in and the child lives in, but the parent can't even see it. Why? Because they've already decided that they're good. One person's attachment to seeing themselves as good and their complete denial of their own badness makes it so they live in a totally different reality from another person. For more information about this, watch my video titled The Most Dangerous Parallel Reality. This dynamic makes an actual relationship impossible. If one person is convinced that they're good, they therefore have decided that there's nothing to change about themselves, their thoughts, words, behaviors, or actions. They've already decided there's nothing for them to remedy, and so the fault has to be entirely on the other side. If they think there is nothing for them to remedy, no resolve can actually ever take place. It also means we will be perpetually gaslighting people and or we will be perpetually gaslighted by them. If we wish to awaken, there is no other option for us than to learn to live with the ineffable discomfort of seeing the badness within ourselves. We have to see ourselves completely from other people's perspective. We have to see what is ours and what is theirs and take genuine responsibility for ours so that we can create remedy around it. We must live in a space of compassion where we accommodate other people's realities as part of our realities. We must take other people as part of ourselves, period, the end. 
the safest person in the world and the person who is the most awakened is the person who can see their own badness and the person who can see their own shadow. Now, a person who sees their own badness and sees their own shadow is able to actually make conscious decisions in their life instead of be primarily operated by their subconscious mind. The most dangerous person on the planet is a person who is the least awakened, is a person who is capable of spinning anything they think, say, or do to line up with their concept they've already decided upon, which is that they are wonderfully good. This is a person who can do, think, say anything and spin it into the idea that it's because they're good. We've seen this in the past. We see this with everyone. Everybody makes themselves good for doing what they do in some way. One of the most extreme examples of this is Hitler. Now, if you interviewed Hitler, he would not tell you that he's a bad guy. There would be no conscious awareness that he's a bad guy. In fact, the reason that he locked all these people away and gassed them in chambers and did human experiments and exiled them from the German population is because he was saving Germany. He's a savior. This is his self-concept. This is what prevents his self-awareness. Self-concept, specifically the unwillingness to see badness within oneself and the complete attachment to the idea that one is good no matter what, and the unwillingness to integrate shame is the absolute enemy of awakening and of self-awareness. If you wish to be self-aware, if you wish to awaken, you have got to be willing to integrate your shame and see your own badness so as to take compassionate care of it so as to guarantee that it does not affect negatively your own life or the lives of those around you. Have a good week.